0: Hello, this is Bill Lytel for some wisdom for your walk. I want to concentrate on the thought of pushing people towards the light. I spent some time in my life thinking, what is my purpose? What is my major purpose? Trying to keep my goals clear, trying to keep what I'm doing clear. I don't know if you struggle with that, but I like to keep every day, what are some of my goals? One one of the goals, a lifetime goal as a born again Christian, is to push people to the light. Years ago, uh, my brother and I were scuba diving, and the dolphins, a bunch of dolphins, came around us. We were fifty feet deep, outside of uh, Fort Myers Beach, and this oh maybe twenty five dolphins came around us, uh, sounded us, and came around us. You could hear in the middle of your head them sounding you. And they circled us, uh, both of us, within—they wouldn't let you touch them. they let you—when you reach your arm out there, they'd get within an inch of your finger, but they wouldn't let you touch them. And they would circle you, and their eyes were going up and down and up and down. Of course, uh, it's—we know that because of the sonar of a dolphin, they can tell that you're air-breathing. And they can tell whether or not you're in trouble or not as a breather. Uh, you know, you're underwater there. So I began to do a little research on that. And uh, it, it, there are, there's too many stories uh, for it not to be true about dolphins uh, saving drowning people. Now, they don't save everybody who goes out in the water and drown them. But once in a while, for some reason, a dolphin will... Somebody will be drowning. The dolphin, because of their sonar, penetrating sonar, they can sense that the person's in trouble air-breathing, and they get up under them and push them up to, the, up to the surface, up to the light, and save the people. And I just was on the Internet looking through case after case. Um, it goes way back into ancient Greece. There are dozens and dozens of claims. Dolphins rescuing sailors and helping them keeping them from sharks, drowning sailors, uh, guiding boats through rough waters. It's not just ancient mythology. Uh, it's still happening today, and we have recent stories. Uh, I just read one of a 14-year-old boy that could not swim, and minutes before he drowned, was pushed up to the surface. Uh, it, it didn't surprise me. These dolphins were looking my brother and I over to see if we were, I guess, to see if we were okay, see we were. We were scuba diving, had plenty of air. Uh, I just wonder if a guy was drowning or a guy was struggling, what they would have done. I know that when they have their babies, I researched this out. When they have their babies, they have their baby tail first. When they have their baby underwater, of course, live, uh, they get up under their baby after they have him and they push the uh, get up under their baby and nudge the baby to the surface where they can breathe. They they nudge him to the light, if I may say, where the air is at. And I got thinking about it. The Holy Spirit kind of whispered to me and said, Bill, that's what we do. As born-again Christians, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're going around looking for people that are in trouble, looking for people that are drowning in the problems of sin and life, and trying to nudge them to the light, push them to the light. I kind of like to summarize my ministry as a pastor all these years is just pushing people towards the light. Uh, it kind of helped. It, I don't know what if it's helping you, but it helped me when I first came across this thought. It gelled, it just gelled with me that we were pushing people towards the light. You know, we use terms like witnessing and evangelism, and sometimes those terms are a little scary for people, a little complicated for people, a little little too deep for people. You know, i got to know the plan, and i got to know the five points of the, gospel and all these other stuff, how and I do do I know it and it makes them nervous and they don't do anything. Don't let that happen to you. Look at witnessing or telling people, just nudge them to the light. You may not be able to give the whole plan of salvation to them. You may not be able to sit 45 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever with them and tell them about Jesus. They may not be ready for that. They're drowning. They may not be thinking clearly, but nudge them towards the light. Tell them, hey, why don't you come to church with me? And, and, and get some spiritual relief or, or possibly give them a gospel track and say, hey, look at this gospel track, and, and maybe God will speak to you. Uh, or maybe you could encourage them to just, why don't you take the Bible and, and investigate the gospel of John and, and read it a couple of times and see if you can find God and nudge them towards the light. That's what that is, pushing up to the light so they can get a breath of, of, of the heavenly air, if I may say it that way. You know, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Let them taste. If, if people get a taste of the beautiful things of God, surely they'll want them. Uh, it's interesting, in John chapter 3, one of the most profound, really profound passages of Scripture is John chapter 3, verse 16 through 21. Jesus says in verse 21, but he that doeth truth cometh to the light. That his deeds may be made manifest, that they're wrought in God. It's interesting. Jesus said, "We're the light of the world," and, and a, a person has a city that has light is set on a hill. You don't put a you don't put a light under a basket. And all these various references to light. Now, we have light, and they refer, by the way, evils refer to darkness. All through the Bible, and so is is the. the contest is between light and darkness and we're as we came from darkness of course all of us did and got saved through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and through repentance and faith in his death burial resurrection and we asked him to save us and help us and forgive us and he did you out there that are born from above if you're not born from above why don't you just ask Jesus to save you Once you admit you're a sinner, unable to save yourself, you are, you can't save yourself, can't undo anything, and just ask Jesus to be your Savior. Uh, Read read John chapter 3, verse 16 through 21 a few times, and bow your head and ask God to help you. Uh, I, I encourage you by this little podcast, I'm trying to push you to the light of what I'm doing right now, push you to do right, push you just a little bit towards the things that are good and wholesome and right. And so what's where, you know, I'm thinking of Philippians 4, 8, how so, cl- so cleverly and so clearly the Holy Spirit tells us to think on things which are above. May the Lord help us, uh, guide you, and like, like those mother dolphins, may we push people around us towards the light.